Welcome to episode 59 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Well, everybody, this is uh, yet another show out in the wild at a, at a concert this time, which is my first in over a year with all this COVID bullshit. Uh, for this show, I interviewed the members of the band Acoustic Vendetta, which uh, you may know their guitarist Mark Rizzo from... El Nino, Soulfly, Cavalera Conspiracy, their drummer Anthony Divizio is the current drummer for 40 Below Summer, um, and I was, it was just so crazy to see these guys play in like the corner of a, of a tiny bar in my neck of the woods. Uh, it was great to go out, it was great to talk to them, it was great to just experience live music again, and uh, we had a great conversation afterwards, and so without further ado... Here's Acoustic Vendetta. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I am sitting here at the uh, Skylands Craft Beer and Wine Garden in Wanage, New Jersey, sitting here with the members of Acoustic Vendetta, Mark Rizzo, Anthony DeVizio, and Damian Daniello. Yeah, All righty. Right. All right. I'm known, and uh, you got it right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Anthony told me your name. No, I know. <laughs> Nobody knows who I am. I just show up to like, who's that guy? I prepped him good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Full disclosure, I, Mark, I'm familiar with you. As we discussed earlier, I've been following you since El Nino. And yeah. yep, I've known you since you joined 40 Below Summer. Damien, I, I don't know you. I'm a father of a four-year-old, and I'm a teacher. That's all you got to Okay, all. well. Nobody knows who I am. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to ask about, you know, uh, some of the other stuff you guys got going on later. But before we do that, obviously... Well, you guys just played a, a show with Acoustic Vendetta. How did how did this come together? Basically, just um, it originally started like what four years, five years, uh, five, four, like years four years ago. Years ago yeah. Where just me and Damien, you know, we went to school together, played football together, and, and uh, I just saw videos of him online. I never back when we were younger, I, I you know, I I'd never heard him play before. You know, he didn't play back then. He picked it up mm-hmm. later on, and I just was like, man, it's great. Let's let's try to do some gigs together. So we we just started jamming doing some like videos putting it up online me just accompanying him jamming and and, uh, and then you know, Anthony plays with me in my solo project he does all the drums on my stuff and uh, so then we you know maybe a year later we invited Anthony in and we just started playing the bars you know it's just a fun bar jam band type of vibe play covers and jam and eventually we'll do some originals okay all right and uh, yeah I mean I, I before before the show I looked you guys up online and everything you know looked to be you know, cover songs. How do you guys decide what you're going to play? Like, what songs? How do you decide what you're going to choose to play? That's the that's the point. That when he approached me about this project, I was like, "You sure you want to do this project with me?" Because I like different music than he does. He's yeah. definitely more in the metal. So I was waiting for him to say, "Like, let's do some covers of like Slayer and all that stuff." And then when he started throwing out like Bon Jovi and stuff, I, I thought he was kidding at first. And then uh, then we started jamming, and we just made it work, you know. So that's. I mean, he pretty much picked a lot of the songs that I didn't think that we were going to be doing. Okay. Um, and that's how it got. And then Anthony joined in, and he starts throwing out some songs, and that's where we are now, you know. So while each of us kind of leans towards a certain genre, maybe or two in uh, in preference, you know, we're not pigeonholed to that anyway. We all like a, a wide variety across the board. And coincidentally, I'm I'm still a little shocked and surprised every gig about just the, the wide range of people that are still rocking out to like all the 90s stuff and yeah, a lot yeah. of the stuff that was you know when we were coming up yeah. that was big it's, it still it still dominates a lot of the, the set list on many bands playing the bars now right 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 now Mark you said you guys might be doing some original stuff eventually? yeah we, we got some some ideas we recorded it's just a matter of getting together and finishing our CD you know we're all super busy 
but we're working on it. We're going to try to put out an original original record. Original. Excellent. Well, I can't wait to I can't wait to see that. Now, uh, I noticed covering mostly stuff from from the '90s and that. Has there ever been any consideration to do any of the? You know, you know, you're in. You've been in El Nino and Soulfly, and you're in Forty Below. Has there been, ever been any consideration to do songs from the bands that you're in, or are you guys kind of try to shy away from that? Um, you know, maybe if, it, if we could make it work, you know, because it's, it's definitely an acoustic vibe what we're doing. You know, we're going for like an acoustic, yeah, rock vibe. You know, just percussion. We're not looking to turn it into a band or something. And um, you know, so it's more of that kind of just per, you know, Anthony on the djembe, me on. The, Electric guitar or acoustic and Damien acoustic. So that's the vibe. It's, it's jam band. Yeah, yeah. Of, you know, sit around the fire, oh jam my acoustic. God, it's acoustic Woo, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's all over the place. That's right. We always get our friends out to the we show. We had a song. Mark, you wanted to do that one song from Soulfly. We were going to try to yeah, do there's, right? there's, we there's kinda... one mellow uh, Soulfly song that I don't normally play live with Soulfly. It's called Wings. And uh, we may do that, you know. It's like an, it's it's a mellow kind of jazzy jam. So we'll probably throw that in at some point. And it looks like at least uh, for the time being, all of the shows that you guys have coming up are all in in New Jersey. You guys are all from New Jersey, you know. So it makes sense. Do you guys ever take this on the road, or is this just something you do here in Jersey on your spare time, kind of a thing? Yeah, it's not really meant for now to go on the road because Damien's got a real job. You know, and uh, you know, so does so does Anthony here. I'm the one that doesn't. Do, I mean, maybe one day we'll do a flying date somewhere. You know, if it, if it makes sense. But for now, the, the whole the whole idea behind Acoustic Vendetta was for it to just be like a Jersey, tri-state area, New York City. And actually, as we're as we move along, specifically up here in Sussex County, you know, people up here really appreciate music like we're doing. So, um, so we we gig up here a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm from here. I was telling Ant, I live 20 minutes away. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I live an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but when you when you went to the rock vibe and everything, yeah, definitely is the place to be as far as playing. You know what we like to play. And and I mean also, I'll, I'll add to what Mark was saying, where I think at least in my mind too, you know, it, it, it part of the allure to this for us is keeping it simple. Yeah. Not lugging 10,000 pounds of gear. Not being on a road or, or driving you know four five six 14 hours literally you know to a show not that we don't enjoy what we do but this even puts more of the fun back into it because it takes more of the work out of it right right you know okay and so damon you said that you don't you don't really have anything musical other than this going on I, yeah I, I mean i started playing like mark was saying i started late so he had no idea that i played so i started when i was like 19 and uh i've known him since we were little kids and i know he started in like second grade so i knew like when he re- approached me to play i was like really <laughs> like I, I don't have that many years behind me but uh I was in a bunch of bands over the years, but you know, mostly original bands. And uh, and when he approached me with this, I was like, "All right, cool, man. Let's figure out what we want to do." When he started throwing out some some songs, it was a perfect timing for me because I wasn't doing anything with any other bands, any other musicians. So it just worked out. And when he came home from tour with Soulfly, we just had some time to do. So we did like two or three shows, and he'd go back out on tour. When he come back, we'd do two or three shows. He'd go back on tour, and that was basically what the project was. And Anthony joined, and now we're at a point where. You know, if he goes out and Mark goes out on tour, Anthony and I will go play. You know, we just did that for the first time last week. But no, I really, I have nothing else, you know, no other bands. It's just, uh, yeah, this is great. I mean, I, I'm, appreci- I'm glad that he reached out to me because, you know, like I said, I've known him for a long time. I know that he's been a musician for a long time. So I'm just uh, grateful that he actually reached out from, to me to jam with him. And me and Anthony, was just great. It was an awesome time. And, and, and you heard and you heard Damien's voice too, so it'd be a shame if he wasn't doing something. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
And then, Anthony before <laughs> and then Ann, obviously, I've known you since you joined 40 Below Summer back in 2012. Yep, September 12th. Yep. Um, but, like, I don't know anything about, I mean, I knew that you played with Mark, but other than that, like, I don't know about your sort of journey in music prior to joining 40. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a bit about, you know, that about you where you were before and what you did before you joined 40 Bullets Summer? Yep. Been uh, been playing drums 29 years. Started when I was 11, you know, in, in school. So I'm 40 now, obviously. Um, 40. 40, man, jeez. Yeah, um, yeah, so I started when I was 11, uh, you know, a few school lessons, you know, nobody really pushed me towards it. I kind of went to my parents and said, you know, hey, look, I, th I think I want to play drums. I remember playing around it at my friend's uh, house. His brother had a snare drum. I'd mess around on it. I had a little bit of aptitude for it, just out of the box, I guess. And, uh, it spoke to me, so I asked, you know, and started taking lessons in school. That lasted a couple of years, and I switched to private lessons, and, uh, you know, working my way up, I got into my, you know, a couple of original bands in high school, and I started playing uh, with, with, you know, a buddy of mine from the neighborhood and, and another friend from school. We got uh, into a band with, uh, it was like my friend's cousin's boyfriend or something. He was a bunch older than us. Right. And we started playing, you know, in New York City when I was 17, as soon as I could drive in, and then... That turned into a cover band. I played the cover band scene pretty steady, not full time, because I, you know, I had school and I had a job. But you know, all the weekends and whatnot since '99, you know, all the way up through you know mid, you know, 2005, six, went back to the original scene for a little bit and bounced back and forth and enjoyed 40 in 2012. So okay. it was kind of, kind of a big gap in there, but yeah, it was it was, it was a long road. And I done you know a bunch of different things along the way, but uh, you know, it's where it came from, man. Okay. And then Mark, as we mentioned, you know, uh, I, I've been following you since you were in Il Nino in 2002. Uh, you've gone on to play with Max Cavalera in Soulfly and Cavalera Conspiracy. You played with the Misfits. You have some solo stuff, and that's just some some highlights from your career. Uh, can you tell me a bit about just your journey in music? Yeah, it's been the best of times. It's been the worst of times. <laughs> During the COVID times, it's been horrible. You know? Right, right. But I'm just starting to get back out there now, doing my solo stuff, uh, where I'm traveling around the country. I just got back from two weeks in Texas. I did uh, last weekend in Florida, I was in Montana for a week, so I'm hitting all the states doing my solo project, which is instrumental guitar music, Right. Um, and just hitting all the states that are open, you know, so whatever, wherever's open, I'm going, because um, it's just me by myself traveling, right, right. like a backing track, and um, so I'm able to afford to make it happen, and as far as Soulfly, I don't know when they're going to hit the road or what the plan is, you know, so I'm just happy to be doing my thing, and then now that the weather is getting nicer and Jersey's starting to open up, we're doing Acoustic Vendetta. Yeah, I mentioned to you some of the times I'd seen you. I saw you with with the, you know El Nino. You guys did a meet and greet, vintage vinyl, and uh, saw you guys on the Ozfest. I saw Cavalier Conspiracy play Poughkeepsie. Yeah. I want to say that was 2011 ish, okay. mm -hmm. and I for completely forgot <laughs> that I saw Soulfly, and I still can't believe that this show got booked. I saw Soulfly play Dingbats, and I was afraid I was gonna die. How packed that, that fucking place was. Yeah, that, was <laughs> that was insane. That was yeah. I saw. I was like, is there not a <laughs> Like, is there not a, a slightly bigger venue? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the first time we ever played Dingbats with Soulfly. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah, that was crazy. You recently rejoined El Nino for a one-off. They did a, an mm -hmm. online performance, mm -hmm. and they brought back a bunch of the the previous members for mm -hmm. their uh, American Revolution yep. live stream. Uh, how did that come together? That that whole thing of inviting the past members back? Uh, just basically, you know, I mean, a couple of the guys we just kind of ran into each other, so it was a long time, you know, we hadn't seen each other, and just started talking. And uh, they got a new singer now, and, right? Um, and we 
just kind of just naturally kind of happened and so we did this live feed playing like four songs off the the very first El Nino record from yep. like 20 years ago and it was cool you know I think the fans really dug it and it was for the fans yeah I paid for it I watched it <laughs> so so how did that compare playing with their the you know the new the new lineup versus you know the you know different singer a couple different members since when I, you were in a band it was I, was I think that was the best we ever sounded you know okay. it, just, it was really tight and um it was fun. It was cool. I gotta say, I really dig. You know, Marcos, their new singer uh, in the band Shattered Sun. Yeah, I love that, that fucking. I toured band. With, with Shattered Sun. I've known Marcos for a long time, and um, and he's incredible. He's one of the best singers in metal right now. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm hoping I can talk to him on this show sometime. Nice. Uh, like I said, love that fucking band. Uh, saw them. I think the last time I saw them was either at Starland or at the Mayhem Fest. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of live streams, how do you guys feel about how? You know, in the last year with COVID and everything, how the entertainment industry has adjusted to not ha being able to have live performances by doing live streams. Because I know that, like, some artists that I've talked to on the show, they're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a good idea and it, it's good to fill the gap and it, it gives us some sort of an interaction with fans. But then other people have told me, yeah, it's not really for me. I kind of think it sucks. It's not the same as doing a live show. So where do you guys kind of stand on on? I mean, obviously that's gonna be not going to be a permanent thing, but how do you feel about that filling the gap until things return to normal? It's better than not doing gigs. You know? I mean, I've been doing my live at home gigs. We did one a couple times. Yeah, we did. We've we done. tried it a couple times yeah. with like, the problem is that the technology's not there, so you can't really do anything live without anything being like on a delay. Yeah. So we recorded a couple songs live and, yeah. and we made a video of that, of us performing live and then we just mixed it together in like a video. Uh, but I know he does live stuff like every day. Yeah, He's I mean, always going Almost every day I, I go online and go you know, live and just play the backing tracks like I would in my, my, my solo gigs. So I've been, I've been doing it way before COVID. I've been yeah. doing it for like five years now. Yeah. Just sitting home, going live and jamming and talking to the fans. And just, you know, just chilling. Okay. And, and, while, and while people are right that you, you can't get the same vibe, the same energy, you know, from a video or from a live stream that you can from a live show, to Mark's point too, do something as opposed to nothing. Right. Yeah. Especially these days, people forget all too quick. You've got to keep a presence out there. Uh, I'm not saying that I or you know we've all been exemplary with it, except for Mark. He's on there every day, all the time <laughs> day. He's the man. But it's something. Something yeah. as opposed to nothing. Yeah. Definitely. Now you know you and I were discussing. You asked me how's the show been going, and and it, it has been a little easier to book podcasts when it's when I can just jump on Skype. Yeah. Versus like yeah. I said, having to like ask a PR person or whatever to like count me into the show or what, whatever the case may be. It's been a lot easier to do podcasts on on you know on Skype these days. Mm -hmm. and, and a funny little tidbit too to go back to uh, musical past. The one thing I forgot in the chronology was was uh, I actually got introduced to Mark in two thousand and nine. Okay. Derek, you know our, our mutual friend and our former you know bass player, yeah. Billy Below, and it was kind of funny because Mark had the scratch tracks done for the for the Legionnaire record, and he was getting ready to go on tour. I think I met you what like once or twice, Mark. You know, and, you know we talked a little bit. He's like, yeah, man, okay, great. Well, I'm going to go away on tour for two months, and you just, just rock out, bro. Go nuts, go nuts, man. Beat the hell out of the drums, and then I'll catch you when I get back. As the car's pulling, all right, see you. All right, I'll see you later, man. Uh, and, then, and then me and me and D Money took it uh, took it home in the studio with the drums. That was it. And, so, caught, and caught up with Mark when he got back. All right, so I was going to ask you guys a bit later, but since since you brought up Derek, I, I wanted to ask you guys if you could share some some memories of Derek. You know, friend, former bandmate. He passed away back in November. I personally became aware of Derek when he joined 40 alongside you in 2012. I'd asked him a few times about being on the podcast, and every time I asked him to be on the show, he always seemed really hesitant. He didn't want to be on by himself. He always said, if we're going to do it, he wanted to do it with you, you and me and him yeah. on the show. Yeah. And, and it just never, it never materialized. 
Um, so I was just wondering sort of how you guys met met Derek and if you could share some some memories about him. I met him, God, probably when I was, when I was still in college. I think I was 20. Okay. So I've known, you know, known 20 years. I met him, the, the front man in his band when he was in B-Side Theory, his front man, Gerald, was dating a girl from Verona High School. Was one of my friends who was like in you know in my group per se. Okay. And then that's how I got to meet the members of um, B Side Theory. Okay. He was uh, you know went back like I said twenty years ago. So that's how I met up with him. And then again it was just mutual friends between me being from Verona, him being over in uh, in uh, North Caldwell, you know Essex Fells crew, and then, uh, we ran to each other a little bit over the course of time. Started started jamming together. We jammed in a couple projects earlier on. Mm-hmm. I know he knew Mark you know way back in the day too. He was he, like I said he was the common. Uh, commonality between us. Derek was, uh, it's, it's, losing that guy was a hell of a loss to music. I think he had a lot to contribute. And I guess, I think that uh, maybe his his uh, desire to, to only go on the, the, the podcast with, you know, with me or with somebody else was because he's, um, I think he was in his own head a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. But yet, like, to create with somebody else or to interact with somebody else, you would get you would get it all out of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it was great. Like like you, you could volley back and forth with that guy all night long. Right. I mean, we, and he's he's got a ton of solo material that I played drums on a lot of and his, his buddy Casper played drums on, on some stuff too that's just sitting on a hard drive now. Just phenomenal stuff that, you know, I hope will make it out there in some way, shape or form. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, there, there was dude was there was a lot of layers to him, man. There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. And Mark, how did you how did you meet Derek? Uh, I met Derek I think in two thousand and five. He had a band called Hello Eden that um, my old band, Committee Thirteen, they, they played some shows with us around Jersey. So I, I, I loved that band. I was a big fan of Hello Eden and Derek's guitar playing, you know. I always thought he was one of the best guitar players like in the scene, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I really dug what they were doing and, and we became, you know, great friends right away and then I started recording at his studio and you know recorded a lot of stuff recorded my legionnaire record there my rotation solo record and tons of other projects and then i brought him on on tour with me with soulfly he was my guitar tech for a couple years and then he also played bass with me and anthony so you know yeah he was you know a very good friend it just sucks you know that he passed yeah yeah. sad shit you know yeah I was saying the last I randomly ran into him at Target. That was mm. the last time I saw him, and he was like, "Oh, I moved to I moved to Vernon, which yeah. is where I live." I was okay. like, "Oh, we got to get together," and yep. then just never yeah. connected. Mm-hmm. Nice, <laughs> nice. I'm gonna ask you guys now the same question that I ask anybody that's ever on this podcast, which is, "How do you feel about the current state of where the music industry is, where fans would rather uh, illegally download or subscribe to Spotify and not buy music?" And say, "Well." Bands make all their money at shows anyway, so what do we need to buy the music for? <laughs> I mean, at this point, we're so we're years into this. I mean, it, it is what it is. It sucks, you know, because I remember when people bought CDs. But I think people still, if you go out, if, you, if you're playing a show, people still will buy the CD at the show. You know, I think real fans still do that. But obviously, it's not like what it used to be years ago. Right, right. It sucks, you know. It's sad that that's what it's come down to. But what are you going to do? You can't change it. You know? Right, it right. is what it is. So you just got to deal with it and just uh, get out there and play live. That's the most important thing now. Okay, and what about you guys? Um, agreed. I mean, I'm, I'm personally you know, viewed as a dinosaur because I still like to have the CD and own something tangible. And, and like Mark said, I think there still are some people out there of all ages you know, who like to have it. It's like a, cl- like a collection. It's a collector side. You want, you want to own something you can hold that's, that's that recorded. As far as you know, everything having gone to streaming and whatnot, I think it's the digital age. I think it's inevitable. I think it has been roped in a bit from what it was. You know, going back to the early 2000s and the Napster days and all that kind of stuff, I think there was a lot more illegal stuff going on. Obviously, there's, you know, things are getting passed around for free 
but I mean, is it any different than you know lending your CD to your buddy, you know, to a degree? Like I said, I, I'm not. I, I don't want to come off like I'm like I'm condoning it per se, but I think it's a lot more regulated. At least the Spotify's and the Amazon Music's and whatnot. It's monitored. It's through subscription services, and I mean, with 40 Below, we get the we get the itemization every month from virtual label for yeah. what streams and what plays there were. Um, if I had a side by side comparison with you know something that was more traditional CD sales, maybe I'd be angry. But it's like it's just a road we're down at this point. Huh? Right, right, right. What about you, Dave? Oh, I'll be honest with you. These, these two guys have the experience with that sort of thing. I've never been at that level where I've been selling anything. I've been in original bands for years and we never really sold anything. So it never really impacted me as much. But just watching how, you know, the whole thing of music has changed, I can totally understand where if you're a musician that makes your money by selling your music, you know, through CDs and stuff like that, it totally takes a huge hit. But again, for someone like me, it doesn't affect me because I have nothing out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, I could. But I'm also old school where I will buy the CD. Yeah. I like looking at the, you know, the folding. You know, I like looking at the lyrics. I like looking at all that stuff. Um, that's just how I've always been. Even I used to buy cassettes. I used to always love to buy the cassettes to see the lyrics and see who other bands that these bands liked. And that's how I would learn. You know, uh, one band I used to love to listen to, Life of Agony. But I used to look at like bands that they supported, and that's how I got into Typo Negative, and that's how I got into all that stuff by seeing that sort of thing. So I think people lose that when they just download one or two songs. They don't really get to see what the band's about and if there's a scene or anything like that. So, I mean, for, for my point of view, I, I really believe that um, it, it, the way it's changed so much, thank you, the way it's changed so much for, for musicians that make their living off of doing that, it, it's, it's definitely uh, has affected them in a negative way, which is, uh, it just sucks because I feel like there's so much more that music can give to people if they just kind of took their time to listen to it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I personally like to buy CDs myself. I know that, you know, 40 Below, the last last album you guys put out, you did that Kickstarter. I did the Kickstarter. My name is in the CD. Mm-hmm. Love that shit. <laughs> always do the, uh, you know, I always, whenever a CD comes out, I always try and buy. I'm not I'm not much of a vinyl guy, and there's a lot of vinyl coming out these days, but yeah. whatever the fucking, like, super deluxe package is, yeah. I'll always buy that, you know. Uh, we appreciate it. The band, the band, the band, the band, Ailstorm. They got they got a new live record coming out at the end of the month that I bought off of uh, Napalm Records website, and it was fucking, uh, you know, comes in a box with a banner and a this and a that and the, you know, I love you know I love all the all the extras yeah, too. Great. <laughs> like I, said, I think this, this generation doesn't understand that they just get things that they want one song two songs they don't get the whole album where you guys sit through the whole thing and there's some songs you may not like on the album but you still listen to it because it's the band you like you know, yeah, yeah. Or, it's just different you know, so. alright so the only other, the only other thing that I want to ask you guys is you know what is next for all your projects Mark I know you said you're kind of you're touring your, your solo stuff you're not really sure what uh, when when Soulfly will, will reconvene I mean it seems like with with vaccines out there and the world is seemingly starting to open back up i would hope that things are gonna start moving sooner than later mm-hmm. yeah no, I'm, I'm i'm out there touring doing my solo stuff so i'm uh, next week i'm headed out to the midwest and then out to iowa and then and then i go back down to texas so i'm just in and out over the next couple months doing my solo project going to the states that are open and traveling just me by myself so it's, it's you know safe as you're gonna be it's not like being on a bus with 10 people right, right. and then in between my tours uh, i play with uh with this you know back right. here at home and i know we got a lot of shows coming up you know when, when i make them i make them when i can't then these guys go out and, and do uh the set without me so, okay 
And then Anthony, what about what about you know you and, and Forty Below? I know that you know you guys are sort of in between bass players at the moment. You haven't put out an album in a couple of years. What's what's the latest with Forty Below Summer? Before I get to Forty Below, what, what's going on with the uh, with the acoustic tracks? I played percussion on for you, Rizzo. Uh, oh, for my new solo record. Yeah, we're we're trying to get that done. I got my new solo record. That's um, that. Uh, yeah, I got to get that out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like you know, with the whole COVID thing, we've been recording nonstop at home and doing tons of recordings. Now I got to get on top of getting this stuff all out. Okay, so, yeah, it was it was on record. topic. That's what I'm. That's what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Did, I, did to say that, I was, so. I was like, you, you peaked my, my you, you jogged my memory. I'm like, wait, yeah, whatever happened with that? that. <laughs> yeah, um, gonna, so my new solo record is it will be out soon, hopefully. You know. Okay. All right. And a yep. vendetta. Yep, I did. I did some. Uh, did some. Some. Some djembe and other percussion tracks for him for that. Uh, for a few tunes he's got coming out. All right. Uh, Forty below. We are. We are bass playerless. Uh, Tom McNamara. I went on to do you know some other things, and I think he's, he's still doing a lot. That guy's uh, you know maniac with yeah, uh, you know with, with, with promotion of, and, and merch and everything. Putting all he's, sorts of covers on on uh, yeah. Instagram lately. Yeah, no, he, he dude knows how to promote, man. Absolutely, and he knows how to play. That's for sure. So we are bass playerless, and we have an entire new record worth of material written. We are finalizing some demos, and we're just trying to get the logistics in line and figure out how we're going to f both fund and, you know, find the resources and then the people to uh, to get this record recorded. We want it to have it out, you know, preferably, you know, in the summertime. That's not looking like it's going to go that route. We'll play it by ear and see if it makes more sense, you know, as we spoke about, too, the way that the scene's going, if we, the way the industry's going, if we put out some singles or just try and throw the whole thing out at once. Right. Uh, you know, that, that remains to be seen. We really got to do some figuring. So it's going out before the summer, below the summer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Below the summer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Below the summer. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, coming, it's, it's, it's probably coming out after the summer at this rate. Uh, well, you know, if you guys ever do another another crowdfund, I'll definitely do that. And, when, and, and, and not to... You know, blast you on the show. Not blast, but I still got to collect on that that live show oh, you guys yeah. owe me from the last Absolutely. one. Absolutely, <laughs> no, believe me. Yeah. I mention that to the guys all the time. I'm like, dudes, I'm not doing another crowdfund, and they agree too. Obviously, like, you know, yeah, we, we gotta. It's it's you. I think you might be the only one who's, who's left. Believe it or not, or yeah, maybe yeah. one other person. But that's why we'll probably take a little bit different approach this time. I mean, like, it, it was it was good. It was very good. It was it was productive. It, uh, it it served its purpose. But man, all the hours we had trying to pack all the orders by right, right, ourselves right. and then track it and customer service type of stuff because remember we had stuff shipping out to guam the philippines right, right, i right. mean like all over places where i don't even know how to write the address correctly <laughs> on the envelope i'm like you know I'm, I'm, I'm saying a prayer and throwing it in the mix you know <laughs> but uh so so we we might we might like you know get the online store set up and do a merch blast or something like that okay. something similar yeah and with maybe some elements of, of what we did last time, but uh, yeah. we gotta try and take the pressure off, because we, we don't have the time to pack, you know, yeah, yeah. All hundreds and hundreds of envelopes and packages and it's nutty. Yeah, well, whenever it makes sense to do so, I can't wait to do that that, yeah, that private show thing. Oh. That was yeah. that was a cool uh, that was a cool perk you guys yeah, included. You, you know, you, you are not forgotten, and we, we got the list. Believe me. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I know how to get in touch with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, you're you're easy, man. We had dudes in the Midwest who were like, Nah, I don't even have any time. Forget it. Don't worry, don't worry about it, bro. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh wow. All right. Well, that's all. I've got for you guys today. I want to thank you for your time. I thank want to you. thank you for the thank show. You, the show man. was the show was fucking fantastic. Thanks. And uh, you know, I hope that I can. Uh, I see that you know, like Mark was saying, you guys are doing a bunch in Sussex County in this area. Uh, you know, Aunt, I was telling you before, I'm, I, I might need to have another back surgery, so I don't know how available I'm going to be to go to shows. But if I am, I am not fucking crippled and bedridden. I'll be there. Well, thank so, you very much for your time. Thanks, yeah, yeah, appreciate you, man. All right, thanks, thanks guys. For taking time. All right, later.
and that was Acoustic Vendetta with their first original track, A Thousand Chances. I want to thank Anthony, Damien, and Mark for being on the show. If you want to follow them on social media to keep up with their upcoming shows and the pending release of their album of original material, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Acoustic Vendetta. You can also follow J Bunny's Music Hub on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon. Just search for J Bunny's Music Hub. Uh, also, don't forget the other bands that Mark and Anthony are involved in. You can follow uh, 40 Below Summer on social media. You can also follow Soulfly, Cavalera Conspiracy. Mark has his own Facebook page. Just search those names and you're going to find the right stuff. Also, don't forget if you believe in supporting music like I do by buying it. You can also follow Industry Embers at Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter and post or tweet your music purchases with the hashtag BuyMusic, B-U-Y, or it's BuyMusic, B-Y-E. As for what is next for the show, uh, I have a couple of episodes that should be being recorded at the end of this month, so within the next couple weeks. As I mentioned near the tail end of the interview. I am going to need back surgery for the second time in my life. First one was 10 years ago. Going into the doctor tomorrow, uh, which uh, as of the recording of this outro is uh, Wednesday the 12th of May. I'm going in to get the specifics about the surgery. That may impede the ability to do the podcast a bit. Last time that I had a back surgery, I was pretty bedridden for a few months and you know so we'll have to see what the what the recovery is going to be like um but yeah that may that may sort of get in the way here but like i told you guys like i always tell you guys uh you know i'm going to keep this show going it's going to happen as it happens and in its own time and you know if i got to take a bit of a break because i can't fucking move well then that's what's going to have to happen unfortunately but i'll keep you posted keep an eye on those social media channels for any updates regarding all of that Now I'm going to leave you guys today with a song by 40 Below Summer, which, again, Anthony is the drummer of. This is from their album Transmission Infrared. This is Recidivist History. Until next time, guys.